Savior, Jesus Christ, to our fellow laborers in the pulpit, to all of our officers, members, and friends, we greet you in the name that is above every name. And how apropos that song is and was to what I'm about to say. We need God to sever the things that keep us bound by breaking every chain. I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of chains in my life. And God didn't break them all at once. We believe in progressive sanctification. Can I get a witness? But I can look back and I can praise him because I can identify and enumerate the chains that have been broken by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? How many of you know God has broken chains? Praise his name. Bless his name. Attitudes and actions. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Now, I'm here to preach the text in context, not pretext. And we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And I want to look at verse 2 as a point of departure. Do you not know that the saints shall judge? The world. Turn to your neighbor and say, all in the family. Years ago, while growing up, families lived by silent codes in which they kept. One such code years ago was that no family would ever wash dirty laundry in public. We were raised not to communicate and share our personal business with people on the outside. 
Another code was while in the streets or even at home, we had to live lives of respect, restraint, and responsibility. Kids always had chores to do. And then third, we always had to respect our elders. And our parents made us come to church and made us pray. Yeah. Man, just some things that have stuck with me over the years. Amen. That uh, was coded in our families. I laughed this morning because as siblings, we were allowed, we could, we could beat each other up, but you better not touch one of us. Yes. And believe it or not, those codes made our families, amen, um, come together with an unusual glue that everybody knew who child you were. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being in the street and a lady come up the street and said, aren't you Rufy's son? And once she said that, that was it. You, 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 you just, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? You just, you, you were already identified. Yeah. And, 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 and here in this chapter, Paul, who was a pharisaical lawyer before he was saved, knew and studied thoroughly the Mosaic law of Moses. And under law, interesting enough, they had a code. They had a code. The code, the code was God's spiritual law on how we believe. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. And then God's moral law was how we behave. And then God's social or civil law, how we showed brotherly affection to one another. And when you go back in Exodus 20 and following, it, it really gets deep. It says, if your cow kills my cow, what restitution had to be made and you had to come before the judge or the priests of that particular town and they had to give a determination and so forth and so on. And what Paul begins to do, understanding the Mosaic law and understanding these family traits and codes, Paul decided to kind of reverse the process but use the defining meaning to drive his point home. And it's interesting that when we get to the sixth chapter, remember, and in its context, and this is why you got to preach in context, this was a disgraced but saved church. The church at Corinth was not only disgraced, it was divided, and it demonstrated the attitudes of the world. Can I get a witness? And Paul brings that out in 1 Corinthians 3. He says, you're carnal. You're like babes. You're, amen. You're in need of growth. I had to feed you with milk because you cannot endure meat. Remember that? 
And, 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 and the reason we got to do this in context is because too many churches, too many pastors, too many leaders, too many people are allowing the temperatures of society to permeate the church. We, 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 we no longer desire the word. The Bible says, for in the last days, amen, they, the people, listen to this, will not endure sound, and the word sound is hygienic in the Greek, sound, clean doctrine, but they will heap up teachers to tickle their ears. Amen? And, and so when we begin to look at this object of God's word, we need to understand that God's word is infallible. It's not an opinion. It's the mind of God. Amen. Amen. And, and, and it is not only to be referenced, it's to be kept. And so when we begin to dive into these waters, and let me say this to you, that none of us change overnight. It's progressive sanctification. Can I get a witness? I don't want you to think that, amen, uh, uh, what I preach, you should uh, be able to do it right now, but you should not delay and be in a place of, listen, of personal, where you are personally challenging the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and so when we begin to look at this chapter, I, I, I call it the passion to pull out and the power to keep it simple, I like simplicity, that when we look at the, the passion we see God's social code for love. Now, in verses 1 to 8, this carnal, divided, disgraced church were taking one another to court in litigation. That's the context. Now, what am I saying? Now, that the Bible speaks out against Christians taking another Christian to court, especially to an unsaved court. Here's people going to hell, you, the two of you going to heaven, and you asking them to rule on your situation. Don't get quiet now. Just open your Bibles. Can I get a witness? And the fact of the matter is, is that Paul is going to deal with this from a perspective of love. Agapeo is the verb, agape is the noun, and let me, let me tell you what the church is missing love. Not a love for sin, a love for one another. Love is a grace, a gift, and a governing device. I'll get into that in a minute. But look at the context. Dare any of you having a matter against another to go before the unjust and not before the saints. What Paul is teaching is that if there is a circumstance between two Christians, they ought to come to the leadership of the church who will use the word of God to resolve it. Prayer and the word of God. How can somebody go to hell tell you who going to heaven what ought to be the outcome? Now, 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 I'm not talking about, listen, and, and, I, and I need to make this clear. He's talking about two Christians in church in litigation. 
I've had this problem over the last 26 years because we had a business directory and people say, well, I'd rather, you know, give the business to a Christian and uh, I'd rather do this or rather do that. And there were some Christians that were not as, yeah, ethical as I would like them to be. Do I have a witness? Well, say amen because it's going to get quiet in a minute. But look at this. And the fact of the matter is, if, if I own, amen, an automobile garage or if I own an air conditioning repair shop and you bring your thing to me and I, I so-called fix it and you say it's not fixed and we're in dispute, uh, that ought to come before the leadership of the church as two Christians so we can try to resolve it. Because Christians should not be in secular court against another Christian. Now, 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 please listen to what Pastor saying. Thank you, Jesus. When it snowed some years ago and got a report that four people tripped on ice, and I told them ain't none of them hurt, and uh, they're fine in the name of Jesus. I just seen them dancing to their car. They're fine. They just, you know, we, we, got, we, got, we got to speak the truth <laughs> in love. Leave that one alone. Well, I tripped going down the steps, baby. You ain't even hit no steps. You went straight out into the parking lot, got in your car and drove. You're lying. I saw you. So we're not as ethical as we claim to be. Let me, let me look at the clock and just fix this thing. In the name of Jesus. Now, 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 now we got cameras all over the place, so we take your picture. But look at this. Paul begins this argument but Paul's emphasis on this social code of love is passion. The Bible tells us to love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. Do not put a stumbling block before your brother. Let brotherly love continue. If you have aught against your brother, Matthew, or sister, leave your gift at the altar and go to your brother or sister and reconcile to one another. Then go to God. Do I have a witness? It's in Matthew 6, 7. Now, uh, hang, hang, hang in there with me. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Let brotherly love continue. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Jesus said, I have loved you, so you should love one another. Love will cover a multitude of sins. And it's here that Paul gives his rationale why we should not wash our dirty laundry in public. Did it ever dawn on you when you leave church and you go out in the world and say, yeah, they a bunch of hypocrites, that the world applauds that. They want a reason for not coming here. Christians on a job arguing over something like tongues, which makes no sense. They enjoy that. Can I get a witness? That, that, that these fights in the presence of the unsaved they really damage the believing community. Do I have a witness? So what Paul does, his, his purpose is first in 6.1, he says, here's why you shouldn't go to the world. Do you know that we are, do you know not that we are going to judge the world in the millennium when Jesus sets up his thousand year reign? We're going to judge the world. Secondly, we're going to judge angels. The fallen angels that followed Lucifer and 
we're going to amen whatever Jesus does and a a amen the elect angels are our servants according to Hebrews 14 1 and then in verse 7 and 8 he says you as Christians should rather take the wrong than to prosecute your brother when we murmur, when we tear down, when there's bitterness in the body, when there's placing anything before, amen, yourself. In other words, God is saying that if we use this agapeo, this agape love, it ought to be Christ first, other second, and self last. The reason we can't put self last is because self drives us. And a whole lot of things we do is out of self. It's going to benefit me, myself, and I. Can I get a witness? So in, in the church at Corinth, maybe not in St. Matthew's, but in the church at Corinth, they had a problem with litigation against one another. Look what Paul says in verse 5. I speak to your shame. Not, no, not one that should be able to judge between his brethren, but brother goeth to law with brother, and that before the what? See here, see the indictment is we're going before unbelievers. Now let me throw a real bomb at you. And I'm not aiming at anybody. Did it ever dawn on you when two Christians go to an unjust court for a divorce? And the unsaved judge has to make a determination? in the face of two Christians about something that God has spoken on? Did it ever dawn on you that Satan strategically puts us in spots on your job, in public? Listen, to lose it, to lose your testimony in front of the unsaved. I know I'm guilty. I know I'm guilty. I know that things have happened to me in public that I regret. I'm, I really regret because, you know, I grew up in the streets of South Philly and that South Philly keeps coming back, man. They hit us, we hit them. You know, that just, just keeps coming back. You know, I'm, I'm walking around saved, saying, and the saved part says, turn the other cheek, take the wrong, give it to the Lord. That's the saved part. But the flesh says, I ain't letting nobody hurt me. Are y'all struggling with the same thing? So, so, so when the Lord says, turn the other cheek, I... My neck starts, but, but, but somehow it gets stuck. I got a guy. I, 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 I. Sanctification is not only a process, it's a struggle. We struggle every day trying to be like him. With my mind, I'm preaching now, I serve the law of God, but in my flesh, the law of sin, oh wretched man that I am, who shall 
deliver me from the body of this death. And then Paul comes to a conclusion in chapter 7 of Romans, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory in Jesus Christ. Boy, you got to get into that seventh chapter because, uh, amen, look, Paul was saved 20 years when he wrote that. 20. Paul says, look, Paul keeps going back and forth. Amen. I, I is mentioned 25 times. You know what the middle letter of sin is? I. It's I. It's the sin in me. It's the sin nature in me. I was born in sin and shaping in iniquity. We can say, and see what the flesh does. The flesh keeps saying, I'm sorry, but there's no repentance. Lord, have mercy. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. And God is saying, how many times are you going to say you're sorry? I'm preaching now. Without repenting. Can I get a witness? When are you going to change? Let it hang in there. Hang on in there. Hang on in there. Hang on in there. Hang in there. It's a challenge. I know in my marriage, I, you know, we get into it and I say, Sister Gordon, I'm sorry. She said, well, you keep saying you're sorry. What are you going to change? I said, who do you think you're, God? <laughs> then, 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 then look, we start all over again. Come on, come on, come on. This thing is deep. See, we can sit here and feel sorry. We can sit here and cry. There were eight people in the Bible that says, Lord, I have sinned only for a minute because they didn't repent. The question God wants to know is when are you going to change? Woo! We're going to judge the world. We're going to judge angels. Can I get a witness? And, and, and in the first, nine, first six verses or amen or even verse eight verses because he says, no, ye do wrong. He says, instead of appearing before a secular court, the unsaved and persecuting your brother, take wrong. Take the wrong. Why? Because I got the last say so. Rather than embarrass the name of Jesus, take the wrong. Let them win. I got your back. If I let you win and God is honoring that I kept his word, then really I win. Can I get a witness? There was an old preacher, and he, he has gone on with the Lord. I won't mention his name. He was nationally known. Um, he was one of the most prolific preachers in the country. And the story came out that he had pastored, I don't know, 50, 60-something years of preaching. And his wife was pushing a divorce. She wanted a divorce. And he didn't want the divorce because he wanted to keep the marriage intact to make a long story short, they went to court, and when he got in court, he walked in court with his Bible under his arm, 
and his wife had all these lawyers, and they, they went through the proceedings, and the judge said, well, unfortunately, we're here to deal with this, and we got to deal with all of the, uh, you know, assets and everything, the house, the, and he just sat there with his Bible, and, and the judge said, do you have anything to say? He said, nothing. Give her everything. And the judge said, excuse me? He said, give her everything. I don't want nothing. And the judge said, now, do you understand what the, he said, give her everything. And he lifted up his Bible and said, I got Jesus. And the story goes on that she took everything. And in two years, he was a multi-millionaire. And she, and she was struggling. Y'all ain't getting this. Amen? Now y'all heard me tell that story. She says, going, you ain't getting everything. I can tell you. <laughs> I'm on a glass. I'm on a glass. But, but check it out. Amen. The fact of the matter is, is that we are not to put each other before the unjust, even on your job. We should get in front of the unsaved making fun of other Christians. They are your brothers. They are part of the body. Can I get a witness? Jesus died for them as he died for you. Can I get a witness? There should be no divisions among us. We ought to love one another fervently. He said, the world will know that you're my disciples by the love you have for one another. Can I get a witness? Care, counsel, and come on now, comfort. We, we have to maintain this attitude of love. In book of Acts, they had a commonality. They had koinonia. They had all things in common, and the church grew. Because the world saw that they were united on one accord, in one prayer, under one God, going in one direction. So Paul deals with the, the social code, amen, and uh, what, what, what I request, if there's two Christians in, in, in dispute or litigation, that you bring it to the leadership of the church, and we will try by the Bible to resolve it. And, and that may not always work. I don't know. You know, we, we, we want to keep it all in the what? Family. Look at the second thing. Think you're quiet now. He moves from the social code to the moral code. Verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, let me stop because, you know, we take hits because we preach the whole council. The same God of love and mercy and goodness is the same God of holiness. He has multiple attributes. He's moral. He's holy. Be holy for I, the Lord, am holy. We can only be holy in Christ. There's nothing holy about us. Can I get a witness? That when he moves to this moral code, he makes a declarative statement that you need to pull out of the pollution. 
He's dealing with sexual perversity, and I want to I want, I want to take it easy. I want to take it easy and remember from whence I came. Yeah. This promiscuous, permissive society does not want you telling them how to live, give, or forgive. Don't tell me how to live. I live any way I want to live. Okay. You can live any way you want to live, but God's going to have something to say. From the pulpit to the door. That he says, ah, Paul points out that God who created sex has a right to tell us how to use it. Mm -mm. Sex is only recognized by God in the context of marriage, of a man and a woman. Go home and read Leviticus 18. We, you know, we dealt with that last week. And he wasn't just talking about certain times, he was talking about all kinds of sins. Isn't that right? Leviticus 18, go read it. So you don't think I'm making this up. What God begins to do under this moral load code book is to deal with three critical areas. The first is the practicing of sin, which is 9A. Now, 1 John chapter 3 says that if I'm born again, I cannot sin. It does not mean I cannot commit sin. It means I cannot practice, live in an unbroken state of sin, continuous sin. It's in the Bible. Mm. He, he deals with this practicing that those that practice sin be not deceived in the practicing manner, verse 9, neither fornicators, Poinonia is the Greek word, all kinds of sex, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind. Now look, he's not just talking about sex, nor thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers. The word reviler means people that party. Some of y'all come through the door with the disco. You, can't, you cannot be in a continuous mode, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So he identifies the practicing of sin. And people say, well, you cold, you, you don't care about me. I love people. I'm trying to warn you about what the word says. I too lived in a practicing state of sin. I too lived in a practicing state of fornication. I too lived in a practicing state of partying. I lived as a practice the things of the world. And I never fooled myself that I was saved. Am I right? You know why I wasn't saved? Because I never got convicted. 
wake up the next morning and start all over. Amen. Huh? In fact, some of y'all woke up and your ashtray was right there near the bed. You, you took the roach, and I don't mean one that crawls, and you just lit it all up all over again. It was in a continuous state. Unbroken, unrepentant, unchanged. Come on now. Can Christians sin? Yes, absolutely. Can we do this stuff? Yes. If we're not yielded to the Spirit of God. But you can't practice it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to have breaks. Listen. Look at verse 11. He moves from the practice. Now watch this now. And such were, past tense, some of you. But you are, luo is the Greek word, you are washed. That means you are bathed. And once bathed, you are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Because I'm washed in the blood of Jesus, I can no longer practice sin. I can't live a lifestyle of practice. God even invades your desires to want to live like that. Do I have a witness? I don't know about you, but when I got saved, not only was I changing, but my friends change. What I look like sitting up here as a pastor for 26 years, somebody, I got the same friends that I had when I was in the clubs. Oh, well, no, there's no way. I mean, I still love them. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I still love them, but we're not road buddies no more. Why? Because we have nothing in common. I'm following light. They're following darkness. I'm going to heaven, a whole lot, I'm going to hell. Can I get a witness? I get convicted and nothing's happening to their consciences. It's tight. It's tight. He deals with the practicing and then in verse 15 and 17, now watch this, he deals with the participation of sexual sins. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ, he's talking to saved folk now, shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. Now here's the, here's, the, here's the biblical equation. And those of you who have been here a long time, I've taught this numerous times, what know ye not that that which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two saith he shall be what? Now don't look at me, look at your Bibles, that's the problem. Look at your Bibles. The Bible's the authority. When God said in Genesis, and Adam knew Eve, the word knew means sexually. Whenever there's a sexual exchange, there's more than a physical exchange. There's an emotional, mental, and psychological exchange. Are y'all gonna let me preach this? 
Every time a man and a woman has sex, they are sharing their personalities. That's why when couples have been married 30, 40 years, they say, boy, y'all starting to look alike. So much sharing is going on. Some of y'all look at me and say, I don't look like him. <laughs> Ain't nothing going on. Look, look at this, look at this. Uh, uh, so, so, so look at this. The fact of the matter is, is that that was a Freudian slip. The, the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, where was I? At least I'm honest. <laughs> that Paul is saying the danger of saints, Christians participating in sex outside of marriage is that you keep sharing with someone that's not you, part of you, amen, and ultimately this will work against you as a boomerang. Now let me let me let me get this straight if if I got it and look down at your Bibles. Every time in my life that I shared myself with a woman sexually, I left a part in her. She left a part in me. All right. Jason, Norman Bates. Think about the nuts that some people have been to bed with. That's why we all confused now. Did he finish preaching yet? We, we got all our personalities inside of us. Uh, no, 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 no. Look at verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is what? One spirit. Now, look at verse 18. Run from flee fornication. If you don't run from nothing else, you better run from this sin. You better get your sneakers on and go. Paul explains the theology. Every sin, verse 18, that a man or woman doeth is without the body. If I lie to you, I'm lying to you. If I steal from you, I'm stealing from you. All that's external, right? But he that committeth what? Fornication, sin against his own what? Body. Uh-oh. Let me see if I got this stuff straight. Boy, you mean, Lord, oh, 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 Susie May was crazy. <laughs> You mean I invited that crazy?
craziness into my miss? Yes. That when I have to make a decision, I got my personality and other personalities talking? You can change the voices. Shall I do this? No. 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 We got some stuff hooked up, don't we? You busting lamps and throwing bottles and saying, that ain't me. I guess not. No, it ain't you. <laughs> Somebody else, you bought with you. See, see, child of God, I got a sermon called Frankenstein. I'm going to get it to you. How many of y'all remember Dr. Frankenstein? Baron Frankenstein. Yeah, old stuff. Frankenstein was a brilliant scientist who went out and got body parts to put together and make a man. The problem was Igor got a demented body, a demented brain. Remember that? And the monster started killing people, and the monster came back and killed him. Every Frankenstein you and I come up with going to come back and haunt us. Can I get a witness? And they, had, and they had one old Frankenstein, my boy, he going through the woods and this blind guy in his, in his, his cave, and he said, he said, he's a, he could stand fire. He said, friend? Frankenstein said, friend? He said, food? Frankenstein said, food? He said, wine? Frankenstein said, wine? And five minutes later, the man was dead. Because, <laughs> see, your monster going to come out. I'm preaching up in this place now. It, and it may not come out in church. But it's going to come out. Mm. 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 See, 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 if I was always a virgin, I would, I would skip through this part. You understand what I'm trying to say? Jesus. Skip through this stuff, man. It ain't bothering me. Like I, got one, I got one personality. No. But the good news is that once you are saved, once you get washed, by the blood of the Lamb, God washes away all that stain. Can I get a witness? I'm preaching up in this place. See, that's why we shout about Jesus. Because what Jesus did, when I couldn't help myself, he helped me. When I was wounded and messed up, he came and rescued me. He redeemed me. See, Jesus washed away all of my sin. Can I get a witness? He took my stuff and nailed it to the cross. Didn't he nail your sins to the cross? Hallelujah to the Lamb. He nailed. Oh, he nailed. He nailed my sins to the cross. <laughs> 
why we praise him. And when my sins went to sin stained, and with the sin stained with all the contagiousness of sin, that's why we shout, what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, I said all oh, our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. That's why he's worthy. Lord, see the word redeem means to purchase back. He bought back all my mess. He paid for all my sin. He paid for all my stain. That's why we rejoice around Calvary's cross. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. Can I get a witness? It wasn't by might nor by power, but by his spirit. Saith the Lord. The passion, the pull out. But let me close on the power. Look at the spiritual code of liberty. Go back up to verse 12 and 13. We get all things are lawful to me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me. Here it is. But I, this is Paul talking, will not be brought under the power of any. See, what God does, he sends power. Can I get a witness? And child of God, he sends power of ownership, verse 20, and power of outcome, verse 12 to 14. See, child of God, we have no power. Can I get a witness? We have no power. He's got all the power. That's why I shake when I hear about the narrative where Jesus came before Pilate, and Pilate said, won't you open your mouth? I'm trying to help you out. They've accused you of treason. And he told Jesus, don't you know? And Jesus never lifted his head. He just, he was tied up, handcuffed, and he had his head down. They took him from judgment hall to judgment hall. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And Pilate said, listen, don't you know I have the power to free you? And when he said power, Jesus lifted up his head and for the first time in four days started to speak. He told Pilate, you don't have no power. I have power to lay my life down. And I have power to take it up again. Any power you have, my father lent it to you. But I am the prince of power. Can I get a witness? He gives dunamis power. That's explosive power. That's dynamite power to break our bondages. Let me stop Paul's and Park. If you think I came out the world, said a prayer, cake moving, and everything went out the window, you out of your military mind. God had to give me power to walk away from sin. We can't take credit from our, for our deliverance. Whatever God does is him that does it. Can I get a witness? He has an explosive, dunamis power. He's got a Kratos power, a bulldozing power to break my habits, my hindrances, and my history. Let me stop pausing park. Not only did the Holy Ghost start breaking my habits, and God knows I had some habits. Can I get a witness? 
Every time I took a drink, I wanted a cigarette. Every time I had sex, I wanted a cigarette. Every time I ate a big meal, I wanted a cigarette. Can I get a witness? I had some habits. How many of y'all had habits? You still got habits. Can I get a witness? I'm preaching up in this place. He, he broke my habits by power. He broke my hindrances by power. Now here's the main one. He broke my history by power. We got some messed up stuff in our history. Can I get a witness? And he broke it. Some of y'all looking at me like I'm funny. Your mother, your, 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 you know, your daddy was an alcoholic. Your grandfather was an alcoholic. Your great-grandfather was an alcoholic. But when alcohol got to you, Jesus broke it. In his name, he broke my sin. Anyone, he broke my history. He broke my habits. He's The dunamis, the kratos, the ishas, the ability to break away from stuff that's holding you. Now, 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 wait a minute. When you break away from something, you got to have power, Doc. In the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? The arcade, the power of a new beginning. The exousia, the power and authority to rule over something. God had to send power. In the name of Jesus. I didn't come this far because I'm strong. I came this far because God sent power. Won't he give you power? See, the Christian life, once you get saved, he starts sending power. Power to talk right, power to do right, power to live right, power to think right, power to break the chains. You heard the choir. Can I get a witness? He'll send power. Won't he send power? That's why Acts 1.8 says, hey, amen, but you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, you shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and into the uttermost parts of the world. We are people of power. And when God sends the power, you can say no to sin. When he sends the power, you can sit and rest. Can I get a witness? When he sends the power, you can praise him in the midst of problems. When he sends the power, your faith will stand strong because he sends power to the meek. Can I get a witness? And he sends power to the weak. Do I have a witness? I don't know about you, but it was the power of God that permeated my life. The things I used to do, I don't want to do anymore. Places I used to go, I don't want to go anymore. People I was with, I don't want to be with anymore because power in the name of Jesus. He'll send power. Power will bring you out. Power will make you shout. Power will free you up. Power will let you accept truth. It's called power. I've got a new power on the inside. Power I wasn't born with, but I was reborn with. It's the power of Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? I can stay home at night because I got power in my bosom. Can I get a witness? I don't have to strike back at you because I got power. I got a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Can I get a witness? And I dare you to trust the power. Can I get a witness? 
do I have a witness? One of the one of the one of, one of the storylines of a movie that I'll never forget was Star Wars. Remember Star Wars? Remember Luke the Skywalker? You remember? And his father was Darth Vader. Can I get a witness? And remember Luke was in his ship, and Luke and, and remember uh, 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 Obi Wan Kenobi knew he had to die in order to be everywhere at the same time. Y'all ain't getting this. And when Luke got in trouble, Luke was trying to stay the ship and the, the enemy was right on him. They was getting ready to kill him. And a voice came and said, Luke, let go. The force is with you. Some of y'all got to let go. The Lord is with you. And I dare you to let go of that steering wheel. I dare you to let go of your direction. I dare you to let go of your mindset. Let go and let God and he'll give you power. stay on our feet. All in the family. Passion, pull out, and power. My God is an able God. My God is a good God. My God is a loving God. And I'm thankful that he saved me and sent power into my life. Has every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you need to be saved, you want Jesus to come into your life believing he's God's only begotten son. He died for your sins, was buried and rose again. Raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Put your hands in the air. This is the time. I see you. Come on up, brother. This is the time to be saved. Come on. Balcony. Balcony. You want to be saved. Come on down, brother. Yes, sir. Right. Come on, baby. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on down. You want to give your life to Christ. Don't play with God. This is the time to surrender. Can you move down here, please? This is the time. Is there another? Is there another? Praise Jesus. You're not promised tomorrow. God wants you right now. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Is there another? See, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Is there another? Oh, yes. I want you to come right now in the name of Jesus. I would be in hell if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost. I would have had AIDS if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost. I'd be burning if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost. Praise Jesus. Come on, darling. Praise Jesus. Right, you don't give me a kiss, honey. All right, that's all right. Come on. Is there another? We're going to wait on you. We're going to wait on you. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. We all got a story to tell, don't we? Haven't the Lord been good? Isn't the Lord good? And his mercy endureth. That's it, baby. Come on, baby. Praise Jesus. Come on. Glad to have you. That's all right, baby. There another? We're going to wait on you. The Lord is moving today. Step out right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is good. Is there another? Balcony? 
Downstairs, is there another? We love you. Listen to Pastor. The Lord, through his power, pulled me out of some real poisons. Messed up, worldly, carnal, fornicator, everything. The Lord, in his time, pulled me out. I'm not trying to sit up here and act cute. I'm giving him the glory for what he has done in my life. Can I get a witness? And I still got a long way to go. But I'm much further there than I was before. Can I get a witness? Isn't he able? He's able. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Can you follow the ministers, please? Hey, Cleve. Amen. Thank you so much for coming up. Lead him to Christ. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, this walk takes passion. That's love. Pull out from pollution. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't mean you say that. And trying to think now takes power. Praise the name of Jesus. If you are 18 to 35, come down front. Luther, can you come down in your nice pretty blue suit? This way. You, you, can't, you can't miss him. Powder blue suit and white hair. You can't miss him. I want you to come down and sign a list so we can put you in the young adult ministry. Amen. Wednesday we have call. We love you. Thank God for you. And again, I'm off the Eagles bandwagon. Um, no, no, listen. We as a people do not stay on a sinking ship. We jump. Titanic, we jump. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the souls. Give us passion for one another. Give us a fleeing from pollution. And give us the power that we need for change. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor loves you. See you, see you Wednesday.